As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move on. on my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. A reminder, this show is partnered with Fanatics. If you need some merch, you'd like some basketball, go buy your favorite NBA jerseys, collectibles, and WNBA jerseys and collectibles. Shop with Fanatics. That's Shop right, Drew. with the lowdown. Shop with the lowdown. Get you 65% off today only, according to the Fanatics website, by using promo go. code LEAVES. You can look for some NFL jerseys. NFL action just kicked off last week. College football well underway, about to start week three. NBA's right around the corner, Drew. We got and, and baseball postseason. This is an exciting time of year to be a sports fan, and you can get the best merch in the biz by checking out Fanatics. Lot of lot of lot of lot of lot of lot of sports going on, man. Yeah. We're, we're gonna be talking about some of those sports and some other things going on today. A lot of things uh, to talk about, as always. We got you know talking talking some Robert Sarver and his suspension uh, and the details ar- surrounding that. We got some BJ's best on tap. Yes, uh, we've also got what's on Drew's mind. Topic of the WNBA side talking finals. Can the Aces close it out tonight? Yay, nay, they're in Connecticut, we'll see. And of course, BJ's got with it or quit it tonight. And I thought it's your turn, Drew. Well, we didn't get to the last episode didn't go through. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So oh, okay. Well, back on the beads. It's okay. It can be an on the fly one. It's it was gonna it be an on the fly one. <laughs> it, it happens, but we've got that all on tap for you guys today. But we're gonna we're gonna kick things off as soon as BJ confirms to me that he is ready. Drew, I have been ready for this for a while now. Let's get it. Uh, true, I did push back times on recording today. <laughs> uh, was it has been a busy time? Oh well, it's but, all uh, good, man. Let's we're do ready it. to get going. Talking Robert Sarver and uh, his situation that has been long and ongoing um, with the NBA and uh, what they were determining they were going to do with what's going on with him. Uh, Sarver officially banned from the NBA for one year and fined ten million dollars after the NBA on Tuesday released its findings from a 10-month independent investigation into allegations of workplace abuse during Sarver's tenure as managing partner of the Suns that has spanned nearly two decades. And uh, this story coming from Dave McMiniman from ESPN. There's also a link in here back to the story from, oh my goodness, I hate when that random music pops up on the ESPN page. I don't want to. I don't want to hear your ad. But this <laughs> this link back to uh, uh, a September story um, and the 
in this in this story from McMiniman. Sorry, I want to be complete here. Down here in this later in the story, after the Chris Paul comments that are pictured in it, uh, it says among the litany of allegations first reported by ESPN in November, that links back to an uh, a originally started in September story by Baxter Holmes from ESPN. Just starting with uh, you know just having you know everything's been going on. Some some uh, quotes from some players in, in this as well. Uh, and, and the investigation timeline, um, and we can go through that as, as we go along here, BJ. But uh, this has been an ongoing thing, um, and a lot of players, you know, like uh, you know, I mentioned the name of Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and LeBron James, uh, both you know, sounding off yesterday, uh, reading through Sarver's stories a few times, and uh, they feel like the league got it wrong. Uh, you know, read the stories and decide for yourself. LeBron says. Uh, he said it before, and he's going to say it again. There's no place in this league for that kind of behavior. And if you are are familiar, and if you're not familiar with the Robert Sarver uh, incident that has been going on for this this long period of time that we've been describing, uh, it's allegations of racism and misogyny within the Phoenix Suns. Uh, uh, you know, the story from uh, Baxter Holmes details uh, the inside of Robert Sarver's 17-year tenure as owner. Uh, of the Suns, and uh, you know the the extended story coming from Dave McMiniman that just came out uh, 6:30 last night. So, uh, and I'm sure it will be updated if need be as it goes along. But, but yeah, that's what that's what's going on here, and uh, that's what started back in November. And yeah. uh, you know, Chris Paul's words. You know, like many others, I reviewed the report. I was and am horrified and disappointed by what I read. This conduct. Uh, especially towards women is unacceptable and must never be repeated. I'm of the view that the sanctions fell short in truly addressing what we can all agree was atrocious behavior. My heart goes out to all the people that were affected. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some other players that have sounded off as well, but seem, these are definitely some of the more, uh, more notable names uh, in the NBA, uh, you know, being very vocal uh, to two players that have never shied away from being vocal uh, about, yeah. about topics such as this. So, um, it, it's a very, it's a very complex situation here with, I mean, just as far as, you know, will the league, I mean, extend it? Well, I mean, will there be changes now? You know, how many people, uh, will continue to speak out here? Right. Um, you know, BJ, what, what are your thoughts on the matter and, and, and how have you seen this, you know, play out ever since things started back in November? Well, I mean, here's the thing, you know, it, it definitely could have been a longer suspension, more of a fine, but, you know, Commissioner Adam Silver said on uh, Wednesday, in fact, that he that the two situations where they took away uh, Donald Sterling's uh, when he was still the owner of the Clippers, when they took the team away from him and this Robert Sarver case, he considers them to be totally different. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. He, he said that they didn't have the right to take away his team. Uh, and he definitely said that uh, the suspension could have been longer. And I think it should have been, honestly, because, yeah. you know, all the players that have spoken out are right about this. Some of what's alleged that he said, especially uh, going back to the beginning of the investigation, is just just disgusting. So basically, he he said something multiple times, which I'm, I'm not going to say. I know you're not going to say it either. Talking about Draymond Green and, and asking, apparently, quote, why is he allowed to say that multiple times? And it's like, you can't say that. Not in this day and age. There's just no place for it. And so 
I don't know. I'm I'm not suggesting that he's gonna, you know, he should lose his team. I don't know if the if the situation is that too different though, honestly. So I, I just don't know where the precedent of Donald Sterling does not come into, you know, come into the picture here. Why why is Sarver treated differently than the Sterling case was, unless it's just something about Sterling was even worse so and and they didn't feel that what Sarver is alleged of doing was, you know, on that level. But I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think they are comparable. And going through the timeline of what's been going on since November, um, just start off with the release of the story of Sun's owner, Robert Sarver, the workplace culture in Phoenix. Um, the investigation launched on November 4th. Uh, his wife, Penny, uh, sends a message to three former Suns employees back on November 9th. On the 15th, investigators say team employees will be granted confidentiality. On the 30th, uncertainty remains over whether Suns employees who signed NDAs can participate in the investigation. December 10th, Suns employees released from NDAs for investigation. That's the part that was in 2021. And, you know, we've got We've got a little bit of a timeline early on, but it doesn't really start to, you know, get more, uh, get get a lot. It doesn't really ramp up until, you know, kind of summer hits. And then you got about four or five times that we've got some pieces in the timeline here in, in January. Sons to create confidential internal employee hotline amid investigation on the 25th. Uh, March 4th, Sarver, uh, Speaking with investigators as part of the NBA inquiry, March 19th, Reverend Al Sharpton calls for NBA to, to end Sun's investigation and remove Sarver. Uh, April 6th, Commissioner Adam Silver says at Board of, Gover Board of Governors meeting uh, that the investigation is, quote, certainly closer to the end than the beginning, which, I mean, I guess here we are five months later. Um, well, Let's see. Oh, but it's I mean, been he's, te less, he's technically right. I mean, that was like less than a year, six months out since the investigation started. So, uh, he's technically right. I mean, six months out since the NBA started investigating, and then it ended five months later. Uh, he's yeah. Look at you, Adam. So, uh, uh, April fifteenth, Sarver retires as Western Alliance executive chairman amid NBA probe. And then a couple of months go by, June 14th, longtime Suns employee resigns, cites retaliation after reporting concerns about workplace culture. Uh, a month later, July 12th, at BOG meet, Board of Governors meeting in uh, Las Vegas, Silver says the investigation is in its last stage, which, oh, I mean, he's Silver's on point with getting it out of here. Uh, and then no reports until uh, earlier and uh, NBA announcing the conclusion of its investigation, suspending Sarver one year and finding him $10 million two days ago. Um, Silver, more comments yesterday. You know, NBA players making their comments yesterday. So yeah. that's kind of how the timeline has extended. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely could have probably done some more here. It feels really just like a slap on the wrist for something that was a serious allegation for a lot of people. So here's here's what I see uh, in in terms of where the difference is, and now you you may feel free to to disagree with this, but this is what Adam Silver said um, that the you know allegations with Sarver are different because the Sterling case 
they actually had audio recordings, Drew. They had recordings of what, you know, what was said uh, by Sterling. It's his voice. It's legitimately him on tape saying these things. And so, you know, what, what the difference is with that and with Sarver is that these are just instances that, you know, he said, she said kind of deal. And not to say that that doesn't mean they're not true because there is, there were, you know, many people that came forward and, and confirmed that these things had happened. But yeah, I, I don't know if it's just because they didn't feel that it was enough of a instance or there were not as many instances as with Sterling over his tenure or what I, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't think it was the right call. I think it was, you know, I think it's a little bit different, but I think that it's one of those things where they definitely could have at least given a longer suspension. I think that one year away from the team or whatever is it's, it's, it's laughable. It's a slap on the wrist for, and it almost makes you feel like this is going to, you know, inspire or encourage him to say, you know, Oh, that's all they're going to do. I can continue to be who I am. I just sit out for a year and then I can get right back to where I, what I was doing and, and nobody's the wiser or anything like that. And I, so I don't think that's the example the league wants to set. So I I think if, if they're smart, Drew, they're going to add on some time to the suspension. I don't know how much, but one year and and a fine just, just does not seem like enough. How, slowly or quickly do you think they'll act on it well it took 10 months essentially from when they started the investigation to the uh findings being revealed to you know make the decision to suspend it let me do a better question do you think they'll change um the time or link or like link the time or add you know you know additional fines before or after the nba season begins if they're going to do it, they need, they're going to do it before. I think if this drags on and the month of September ends, they won't, they won't do it. They won't add anything to it. And I think that'd be the wrong decision. I think while it's still fresh on people's minds, unless they're just hoping that the story blows over, which I guess is a possibility. I don't think that's necessarily the right call to make, but if they're going to add on drew, it's, it's going to be within the next 15 days. In my opinion, I think it's going to be where something we'll see, in, in the next two weeks, or it's not going to happen at all. It's, it's going to be, as, as Cam says there, mm-hmm. uh, they need to be doing, they need to add on quick if they're going to. Um, and the longer that this kind of, you know, is at the forefront of people's minds and the more people are talking about, you know, they're terrible. They didn't do enough. You know, the more it's going to be a bad look for the league and they're not going to worry about it. Once the season starts, they're going to be trying to, promote the game and, and as you would do as a company to try to make money. And, you know, that's their prerogative, but it's the wrong decision. Speaking of Cam, guys, we got Cam helping us out, being our producer now. Cam, you're in here on hand with us today. You got any thoughts on the uh, Robert Sarver situation? Yeah. Hello, I'm Cam. Um, nice to meet y'all. Cam, the, the producer. Yeah, yeah, I love that Cam, little touch. The producer. Can't forget that. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree with you guys. It's kind of a sour taste in my mouth, at least like we, we saw with the Donald Sterling incident, the NBA acted quickly with haste and, um, they, they basically came out and were like, no, this is never going to happen in the league again. 
and we're seeing it happen in the in the league again and quite frankly like in today's world it's de- it's not a good look for you at all um and so they kudos to them for launching the investigation quickly after it was reported um just i I, I definitely do have a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, though. I, I feel like should have been a longer suspension. Should probably should have been a bigger fine as well. Um, and I hope that the NBA does come and retroactively add on. Yeah. I mean, if I could, like, put a quick number to something to slap on what they got here, I feel like they should, I mean, I mean, I don't know if they would make a hasty enough jump to add on nine more million. So let's just say four more. So it's five million dollar fine mm-hmm. and three years. I think the years away from the league would be more of a hurt than the fine to him anyway because he's rich. So, I mean, well, just being it, I, away from his team for three years probably hurts more. I, I, I don't even know if that's necessarily, you know, what would hurt the most. What would hurt the most is taking – well, besides that, if you're not going to take away his team, take away some of the revenue. Take away some of his portion of his earnings from his team. That would definitely hurt because where's you where are you going to feel it the most? It's, you know, besides the fine, you're going to feel it in the pocketbook. And I think yeah. that would be the biggest way to – you know, to teach him a lesson if you're going to do something as, you know, in addition to, I think that would be the best thing that they could do, you know, take like 5% of his earnings from this season or or whatever. And then like, you know, two and a half each of the next two years or something, if they're not going to add on time to suspension. So what if they, since this involves the sons, um, since he's a multi billionaire quite frankly i mean a nine million dollar fine honestly is kind of a slap on the wrist still um when you have that kind of money um i think they've already started too low to really jump it up to where it needs to be i mean like they just say set on one million you can't i mean if you give it 10 times more it's only 10 million like it sounds cool and all but it's only 10 million yeah. Yeah. What what if they um start doing like cap penalties? That's that's an option. I just I don't see them I don't really know if doing get anything. That creative. Yeah, they're yeah, not gonna do see. anything to the, the team itself. They're not trying to punish the Suns, they're just trying to punish him. And I think yeah. that that's where you get the you know, take a portion of his profits from the team. Yeah, probably the best way to go about that, to be honest. Well, you know, hopefully we'll get some more. I think the more, you know, players that, you know, become vocal about the situation, which, like I said, there might be some that I still have not seen. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if there are more players that will speak out, you know, openly about that, that will definitely help move the needle. You know, maybe some NBA legends just have to say the word or something as well. And, yeah. and you'll be able to get that going because, you know, Magic Johnson kicked off the retiring Bill Russell's number. And it didn't take much to get that done within, like, I believe, 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. So. I mean, let's see how hastily we want to act when misogyny and racism is at the forefront here. Well, they're already yeah. they're already dragging their feet on this. Yeah, yeah, that's that's 
Hmm, not a good start. No. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on here. It's been a while since we've had it, but I mean, there's been plenty to go on, so I'm sure we've got some good stuff here. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for BJ's Best. That's me. BJ's Best, Drew, Tis for you. today. I've just got a quick question for you and Cam. I, I'd like to actually hear from both of you guys for this segment. So I'm going to bring okay. you on. I'm going to bring both of you in here. Um, you guys like ice cream, right? Not too much, but yes. Not too much, but yes. Okay. So ice cream in general, or you like milkshakes? What, what's, uh, what kind I'm of down things? with milkshakes too. Um, I don't mean, what's the difference between a milkshake and a malt again? Uh, there is something so, that you add to the malt. It's like powder. And it's traditionally a malt is kind of thicker. Coke and malt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do. They put Coke and malt. That's what y'all say. That's what I, <laughs> I don't uh, think that's. I, I was not cocaine. saying. They took cocaine. it out of Coca Cola. They had to put it somewhere. I guess it's in the malts the, now, guys. Good, the, now, the ice cream sodas, that's a good idea. Okay. Anyway, so I bring up milkshakes because in Arizona, guys, uh, you know, not trying to intentionally do this but it's funny how it works out a uh, an ice cream shop in arizona broke a guinness world record by having the most variety of milkshake flavors available and not only that oh, they made every single one of their milkshakes this past weekend in an hour and 15 minutes they made 200 plus different milkshakes in only 75 minutes. Okay. So it's it's interesting because some of these flavors... I, Do we have reviews on these milkshake flavors? They look good from the pictures I was able to see on Instagram. No reviews, though. I'm disappointed. I, I don't know if they have reviews. Do you reviews. have the name of the place? Because they made... You said 200 flavors? Like, I need to see, Two, like... 266 when, milkshakes. When somebody had that apple cinnamon delight milkshake, how was it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was some interesting yeah. stuff in there. So, interesting so, concoctions. Um, so the Let's... name of the place is Delgadillo's Snowcap. It's in a, a town in Arizona called Seligman. Uh, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So this it's is all lining it, up. I was about to say that part of the, the reason that you may never heard of it is because it's along Route 66, the historic Route 66. And this, what oh, they did, okay. yeah, I what know they did to is. promote, you know, the, uh, I think Mobile One was coming through that area in part of you know yeah. trying to keep the historic Route 66 relevant and, and thriving in, in this day and age is they did this stunt where they had 266 different milkshakes that they made in 75 minutes. Some of the unique flavors range from peanut butter and onion ring to banana and chili, as well as orange and fish burger. Now, Dude, no, yeah, I know man. that doesn't on, necessarily man. sound A chili great. milkshake. I, I tried the chili one. I would try the chili one. Oh no, not a milkshake, dude. Banana like, and chili though? Chili in chili in no facet is good cold. Like nobody said, man, I love my chili cold. Like I understand cold pizza every now and then or whatever. Mm-hmm. But breakfast you know, like, pizza. Uh, yeah, I mean, but cold chili, it is meant to be hotter than the Dickens. I just can't imagine I don't a, disagree a with milkshake you. version. I would be disgusted. Yeah. But so on Google um, Maps, it holds a based off of one thousand four hundred and sixteen reviews. It has a four point seven. So people on like it. on the the restaurant itself. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I can I can get down with the so, fact that they in general have good milkshakes, but 
There are 200 some odd flavors, and I can guarantee that at minimum half of them are awful. I don't disagree. (laughs) Here's a, I'm going to try to show this off. This is from Instagram. This looks like a chips and salsa milkshake where it's got the chips and the salsa on top. I would be down to try that, honestly. That'd be one of those weird ones. It's like, you know what? I like jalapenos. I'm a big chips and salsa guy. It's sitting on the top. It's not drowning in the first thing I'm going to drink because my straw is at the bottom. So, so here, what is that? Is that like one. a hush puppy? I, I think say, it's chicken. It looks puppy. like orange, uh, a slice of orange and chicken. I'm, I'm trying to tell. Orange it almost chicken? Like, it almost <laughs> or like maybe a it's a jalapeno puppy. popper. It may be a jalapeno popper. It I could cannot be multiple tell. things at this point. Uh, now we're... And then here's, here's one that <laughs> you talk about. Wow. A, tr- a whole ass burger. That's, that's, that's doing far too much <laughs> that is way too much but like i said i mean it's they, they had 266 different unique milkshakes so they that, had to come up la- with some ideas yeah, that last I mean, one definitely belongs on food crimes so i think right. it's just that's just too much but hey i mean there's i know i'd be in line to be like man where's the the peanut butter delight with the caramel i don't even know just finding something that a lot of things that might sound cool together and be like y'all got that <laughs> so they, this they is might. this is a family the delgadillo family that owns snowcap says the business has been in their family for generations they opened it up in 1953 originally as a drive-in restaurant and um so apparently their menu has has in, attracted residents from all over the state of arizona and and from even some parts of the country um we need they, the Del, we need the Delgadillos on these commercials on ESPN because I'm tired of seeing the Antonellis. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to have somebody do it. Like I swear, in any like playoff basketball Fair. game or something. And well, I mean, it's 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 like seeing the Fansville Dr Pepper commercials on weekends or something like that. You you get you get to the point where you can just predict what's about to pop up because you've seen it so many times. They show it at least twice every quarter during a game. It's, it's like that radio ad that repeats as you're driving, and you know, like you end up by the time you're an hour and a half in your trip, you know the O'Reilly's commercial. Yeah, yeah, that one or. Or some of the, like the local businesses where like you you're, yeah. you're humming the jingle along and it's to some uh, windows like, and siding shop or something like that. Like like a one oh five three the fan, they've got this uh, junk for joy ad. This little oh, this the most extremely annoying jingle that and as soon as I hear the da 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 I'm like, Don't eat well, the junk for joy. All right, don't eat the junk for joy. Okay, see, all right. Now, Cut it off. That's that's the thing though, is like when, when I get to an ad break, like on especially on the radio, I'll flip to something else, even if it's to a music station, because I just I can't deal with it. Like you know, both of us we have extensive, you know, dealing with, with advertisements that we had to listen to because you know, in, in terms of timing, everything like that, you got to know when to go back from the breaks to a, a song or go back to a show or something like that. Yeah. So when I'm listening normally, I can tune it out and because I'm not trying to hear the ads. Hey, don't get me wrong. I don't mind the ads. I like a good I like a good ad every now and then, especially the ones we, that we deliver out, DraftKings, Raycon, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's just one, there's some that have those annoying jingles that you just can't yeah. get out of your head that like, 
you know, you like the radio station, you don't mind every other ad, but like this one, it just sounds, it just gets you. It's just this annoying jingle that yeah. you can't get out of your head, like a like a like a bad Christmas song. If you're a person that doesn't yeah. like Christmas and like, oh my yeah. God, you just can't stand jingle bells. Every time mid November comes around, you just hear jingle bells for a month and a half, and your Be- head beginning wants of November the way it's going. Sometimes some of these are starting up before Halloween, Drew. As, as soon ridiculous. as Halloween ends, it's yeah. Christmas party. But you know that's that's the thing is like you know I can say I can say a number and you'll tell me exactly what the spot is. Okay, I'm gonna say the number and you're gonna finish it. Okay. Two six seven eight four three three. Oof. You know what that is? I know actually. Yeah. It's two six seven eight four three three. The next best thing to new is Dalworth Clean. Oh, I didn't know that one. I didn't <laughs> Oh, you don't know that, know that one? No, I do not. Oh wow, that that's one I used to hear all the time. It's like I think it's a well, like my first permanent memory in the back of my mind. I heard that one all the time growing up as a kid for a vacuum cleaner, vacuum company. Yeah. Did they work for for Walter White? (laughs) Not that I know of, no. Sorry, he got a he got a car wash. Not not, a car wash, I was about to say. Uh, but if if they ever do play um Crystal Blue Persuasion or or Baby Blue, then then you'll know it's a Walter White reference. Yeah. Oh man, Drew. (laughs) Is that it for BJ's best? Yeah, that's it for BJ's best. Speaking of advertisements. Man. We're we're right there. It's it's, yeah. it's time to tell you lovely people about DraftKings Sportsbook. Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime, streaming with Paramount Plus. Uh, NFL season in full swing, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, our Dallas Cowboys are the only team that did not score a touchdown in week one. So we're we're down bad out here in oh, Texas. No. But you don't have to be down bad with DraftKings Sportsbook, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for that week two action full of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins at DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week... New customers, which could be you, can bet just $5 on any football game. Don't bet on the Cowboys. Don't bet on the Cowboys. <laughs> Go no. bet on a better team. Go bet on a better team with a with a healthy quarterback. On any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Yeah, you want to talk about healthy quarterbacks? We got two of the best in the game, in my opinion, tonight on Thursday Night Football with Justin Herbert of That's the Chargers cool. and Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs squaring off. Uh, if you want to bet on that game or any of the other games you can find on Sunday, including such gems as Brady and the Bucks taking on Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints, maybe you like what you saw from Mitch Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers, or you liked what you saw out of Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Oh my, you can go and get some more action because everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple, Drew. This Sunday, you bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10, that's right, 10 points, at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Man, 10-point lead? I I don't know if the Cowboys are going to score 10 at all in a game. You should definitely definitely bet on the Bengals. 
bet on yeah. the opposing Bing- team. Bengals will be Bengals will be up big. Uh, Burrow bounce back is what we're, that's uh, what Burrow we're bounce this. back. Yeah. Burrow bounce back in week two. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly when you place a five dollar bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew. I ask you every week we do this. But before I ask you what's on your mind. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. What have you been listening to? I think you've got a, a lot of... You're always telling me about this new music that you want me to listen to. And I, I'm just... I'm so stuck in my ways with all the old school rock and roll that I listen to that I... I, I you know, I, I never take your advice, but maybe I should. Ah, man, it's it's really been a weird week. I've really been so sporadic. I could not give you a single like specific artist that I probably even listened to the most. I've had to bounce around everywhere. It's been one of those weird weeks where you got to mm-hmm. go back and find your old music that gave you some vibes that you felt from back in the day. Yeah. I remember a good time like, hey, I was listening to this when I was doing this. Um, so, I mean, I was I was doing a lot. Uh, Co Wetzel, The weekend, you know, just just bouncing bouncing definitely some definitely some good guys i recommend as well but uh uh you know it's been great you know those guys that i've been on lately um you know along with you know numerous others uh it's been great just because i've been using those raycons those raycon wireless earbuds to do it yeah i can understand that drew and you said it with the raycon everyday earbuds you can listen to music and it will look feel and sound better than ever you got those optimized gel tips so you can get the perfect in-ear fit they're comfortable earbuds they're not going to budge on you they're not going to fall out when you're running down the hill or running up the hill whatever kate bush said i don't remember um but you know they're not going to budge you can work out you can exercise everything like that and you don't have to worry about losing your earbuds also raycons give you eight hours of playtime and they have a 32-hour battery life you can you know plug them in and you're going to have them for a couple days before you'd have to plug them back in. Raycons are also priced just right. Quality audio from Raycon at half the price of the other premium audio brands. Drew, it's no wonder to me why Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Yeah, man, and they got those they got those features you just can't beat. Earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode. I mean, I'm fans of them all. I mean, I, I personally, you know, you know where I, you know what I rock with that noise isolation. You know, I rock with some awareness mode too. I rock yeah. with that. I'm good with that. Oh, yeah. I, can, I can get down with that. When I use my Raycons, I'm usually out walking with my dog, or you know, I'm listening to some music while I'm working at work. I mean, it's. It's convenient, you know, right there, ready to go, quick, easy, right there, pick it up, pop them in, listen to my music right there. Don't have to have these big headphones all the time. Just need my Raycon earbuds. Uh, Make sure you go 
to buyraycon.com today and use code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. That's buyraycon.com, code TBPN15. Awesome stuff from Raycon, as always, Drew. Now, why don't you end my suspense? What is what's what's the national day today, or what what's on your mind today? I, I was trying to find something earlier, and and I just I didn't see a whole lot that I was interested in. So I, maybe you had some trouble with that as well. Well, quite a lot on my mind, you know, actually more than usual to be honest. Um, but uh, this time around, there is a national day out there today. I did not go with that, however. I did okay. see someone else, uh, you know, the fan that I was talking about earlier uh, in reference be uh you know introduce the national day it's actually national i think double cheeseburger day so shout out to wendy's for making the top five you deserve to be there i'm glad really? you yeah. got your due respect you'll make uh, me hungry and, again drew i'm so, wait sorry uh the top 10 not the top five. Okay. Oh, water made the top five mm-hmm. yeah just dues rightfully for that so. as well rightfully so. so but no we're not going with that today uh we do have a couple of things one's going to be quick one a little more detailed. Um, this first one, starting with Nick Cannon. You know Nick Cannon, BJ? You familiar? Yeah, Wildin' Out, right? Wildin' Out, yeah. yeah. Wildin' Out, one of my favorite shows of all time that is still going on to this day. Yeah. Believe that or not. But, you know, <laughs> something else is still going on to this day, BJ, and has been going on for a while as he racks them up, is Nick Cannon having babies. Nick Cannon today, BJ. (laughs) Nick Cannon today, BJ, welcomed his ninth child. Oh, my goodness. His ninth child. Wow. You you ever, when you were younger, hear that movie Cheaper by the Dozen? Yes. Very familiar with it. He is approaching that number, ladies and gentlemen. I, I believe that he could realistically get all three of those to get his 12, his dozen kids. Before I have my first, I would put money <laughs> on that. He is going at an incredible pace that is just unthinkable for man. Yeah. Most of the population in about 50 years will mm-hmm. be a descendant of Nick <laughs> Cannon. He's, he's approaching Antonio Cromartie numbers, Drew, it sounds How like. many has he got? I think he had double digits. I don't think he got 12, hey, but I think he had 10. On- Hey, well, oh, this is funny then. Neither one of them have as many kids as my uncle does. He I'm has gonna... 11. Oh, my goodness. He has 11, 11. kids. He has wow. 11 kids. So, this Coming East Texas close. area and some of Dallas, you are descendants of my uncle. <laughs> In some way, shape, was... form, or fashion. Those are already dispersed. Oh like, goodness. his grandkids are my age. So, wow, that's yeah, insane! Like, I'm not too far behind, but wow, yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's a lot that's of kids, thing. yeah, far too many. Philip Rivers has quite a few too. I don't know if he got up. To he doesn't have 11, near as many. He's got not, like a lot of girls. Cromartie. He's got like four girls, is what yeah. he's got. How do you remember all the birthdays? That is a remarkable question. <laughs> uh, he, you got to start having babies around the same time of year. <laughs> if you I gotta, was got to write I'm them all like, down or something, I'm like you know what, we got to have, we got to have fall babies baby they got to be born between september and november 
uh, or August, sorry, August and October, probably a little bit better. Situation. Yeah, I was gonna say you want you August, want some more of those babies in cancer season. I know. Like you. we're gonna start the year off or in the year by making a baby, and then they'll pop out right at that about, about <laughs> right at that time, and you can you can just be like, hey, heck of a way to say Happy New Year there. Their, were, <laughs> their birthdays are about three weeks apart. <laughs> Just a year off from each other, or yeah. two years or three years off. Just well, you know, like, that's hey, a, I don't that's have a... to worry about January through July because I know there ain't a single one of my kids' birthdays <laughs> up there. <laughs> oh man, Leo gang, well, yes sir. You Let's know, go. that's a funny, funny thing to me, Drew, is that, uh, like, I've got, I've got uh, three brothers, uh, and they're, you know, one is two years younger than the other two. But the middle two that are younger than me but older than he is are only separated by 11 and a half months. It was it was not too long and, and it wasn't you know necessarily something that was planned out that way, but it happens. So it does it does happen where you get you know a couple babies that I mean they they're separated like two weeks uh, would have been like two weeks longer would have been a year that separated them pretty much like full on straight up. BJ, can you guess the name of Nick Cannon's, just the first name of Nick Cannon's new child? It's a, it's a girl. Okay. Well, I was going to say wild. Hold on. Maybe it's outside of, let me help you here. Think outside of the box. Don't be like, oh, Ashley, Stacy. No. Okay. Well, you'll be way off. Rhonda. Wow. That's. That is not outside the box. That is an old white woman. <laughs> that is an old white woman. Well, what, what do you want me to guess? Then? I don't know. He's. I don't know if you, I guess you've never seen or know any of the names of his kids. No, they, no. At least half of them have interesting names. Let me just like. Okay. Um, he's. Let me go through some of them. Cannon also shares fraternal twins, uh, Moroccan. And Monroe with his ex-wife Mariah Carey, and okay. has a son named Golden, and a daughter named Powerful Queen, with model Brittany Bell, and okay. twin sons Zion and Zillion. Very so he, interesting. He gets very, very creative unique, with yeah. the naming of his kids. Well, let's see. If you give oh. me a letter, I might be able to guess a unique name. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um. Oh, this is this is a hilarious hint. It was a Pokemon. Only thing that I'm coming up with is Ozzy Mandius or something like that. What? No, come on, think Pokemon, bro. Come on. I know. I can't. I can't think of the Pokemon uh, with the O name. Onyx. Onyx. That's a good one. <laughs> That's actually interesting. A very interesting baby name. But it's a girl. Like I wouldn't think that he would have named it. Yeah, Onyx, Onyx does kind of sound like a boy's name, though. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't care whether, you know, if, if it, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it could have gone something like Olivia or it almost, know. I mean, it could be, it could it, honestly, it could be neutral to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'll go with that. But I, I mean, it, full, it's, it's a Pokemon. So <laughs> full name of the child Onyx ice coal cannon. Awesome. Interesting. Yes. Very, very unique. Very, very interesting and very unique for sure. Very good words, VJ. Very, very <laughs> good choice of words. Uh, yeah. The second thing that is on my mind that I will speak about today. Okay. Fantasy football week one. Oh, yeah. BJ, you playing a little fantasy football this year? 
I am. I got a couple leagues. I was victorious in one, and then Cam Akers happened in the other. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. So you've got a total of how many leagues? I have two. Two leagues, and you went one and one in week one? Correct. Yes, one and one. Okay. What was your – is Cam Akers your biggest downfall in week one? Who else Uh, let you down? Let's see. Well, I'll look back on it, but that's pretty much the one that immediately comes to mind. And it, not only that, it's in the paid league. So it's kind of like, you know. Oh, I, yeah. So, a, okay, sorry. So now I know. Do you have So you have one paid league, one unpaid league. Yeah, one free, one paid. Okay, um, and you lost in the unpaid. No, I lost in the paid. I you won in the free You lost in league. the paid. Yeah. Okay, so lost in the paid, of, one in the free. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's really an L on the week, to be honest, because the free I mean, doesn't really I'm, matter as much just bragging rights yeah. versus money on the line. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Aker's not getting anything, but I had Kareem Hunt and the Pittsburgh defense on the bench, and both of those, both of those players, uh, could have helped me to win. So it's, you know, but who would have thought Pittsburgh's defense going up against Joe Burrow compared to an Indianapolis defense going up against the Texans? And right. I started so, Indy defense too. On yeah. One of my team. So I, I got seven points, but. You know, when you lose by 14 points and you had an extra 16 points on the bench, it's kind of, you know, you kick yourself because it's like just, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but how are you supposed to know? Yeah. Cam said he fell victim to Cam as well. Cam oh, just letting goes. another Cam down. Dad Cam, Cam Dad letting his, his twin LA down. Rams letting us all down. Yeah. I, I did. I threw a bet on the Rams, to be honest, for that opening game because of the history of Super Bowl champs they have a better record as far as you know winning the opening game I went with it like yeah maybe the Rams can upset the people that uh everybody thinks is gonna win it all this year but no they got beat down Buffalo's Um, defense looked legit (laughs) so you went one and one in week one and lost in your only paid league that is that is pain my friend it's pain it's pain I I saw a tweet that was joking about like uh, Cam Akers fantasy owners, and they're they're like you know they hold up the bleach ball like, and then like no nah, no, nah. and they're like you know like lunging off the balcony or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was laughing because I could relate. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and uh, for me in fantasy week one, which is what I was slowly getting to, um, it went okay. Uh, Could have gone better, but it went okay enough in the right leagues for it to, to not it be as it. bad as it could have been. So I'm in yeah. five leagues, BJ. I did not mean to Ooh. be in five leagues. I did not. Wow. I was forced into two of them. I was trying to just pay. I was trying to do all paid ones this year. Did wow. not work out. Ended up getting stuffed in another one. My brother decided to uh, come back with his league, and it's a paid one. I was like, oh, God, all right, I'll do it, whatever. And then my family separately decided to do our free league again this year, so we're doing that again. So I've and uh, so I've got two free leagues, three paid. Okay. I only wanted to do two paid, one free. Which I mean, it's kind of free, but I mean, not really. Um, but the good thing about week one, BJ, is that I won. I won in two leagues. I won in two leagues out of my five teams. Okay. And two of those leagues were my paid leagues. Good. So that is a That's a big time step forward. That, that is wonderful. And one of those teams that won had a very mediocre night. And they still won by I think double digits maybe. And mm-hmm. uh 
I very well could have lost that for sure. So that was, and that was the one where I won the championship in last year. So that would have been a terrible start to yeah. my new season when I definitely thought I outdrafted the entire league. So uh, did you have any injury scares in your week one or any injuries go down that will hamper your early season? Well, I had uh, I have George Kittle in one of my leagues, and he missed last week's game for the Niners, but that's not a severe injury. I will say, last year in the same paid league, is this is my second year in this paid league, I got mm-hmm. off to a really good start, and then Derrick Henry went down, and that pretty much ruined my you know flow and everything because I was the best team in the league that year until Henry went down. So I'm hoping that I kind of get up to a little bit of a slower start, but then once we get going, we really get going, and come out of nowhere to surprise everybody because I feel like I drafted really well. I've had some bumps in the road, PJ. Mm-hmm. And it's thankfully I'm a good Ooh. drafter or else it would really kick me in the mud. Freaking Dak yeah. is your quarterback. Ooh. Oh yeah. It not, would really kick Dak me and Cam Akers in one. Oof. It would really kick me if I wasn't a good drafter. And this yeah. this in my re in my league that I won in last year, this is where mm-hmm. all the injuries have happened. Ooh. Who'd you I've have? I've got I've got Fournette questionable for week two Ooh. as my RB, uh, my second starting running back. Mm-hmm. I got my wide receiver one, Keenan Allen, out for week oh, two. Oh, yeah. I got out tonight. half of the game maybe in the week one matchup. Godwin came back in week one after his injury last year. Got a new injury, hamstring out or questionable for week two. And Elijah Mitchell knee banged up on the IR out six weeks. Yeah. And he was my depth running back. And if Fournette gets hurt, I'm going to be drowning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is just, that's for that. I think I had another injury problem over here. Let me double check myself, but I've had that, that, that one hurts, but thankfully I got a win in week one in that one. Oh, uh, in my brother's league, He's got one where you draft uh, defensive players, so defensive linemen, defensive end, DBs. Mm-hmm. And he's got TJ Watt, I'm guessing? I've got TJ Watt, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. TJ Watt, IR yeah. now. Um, For Cam, GG's in the chat. He's got a few hurt. Yeah. I've got wow. – I had uh, backup, you know, as far as, uh, you know, bench players. I had Cam Jordan, you know, I put him in to fill in right behind uh, TJ Watt, and he's questionable right now. Yeah. And so I, I just checked. I have uh, DeForest Buckner on my bench in the one league that I do have uh, defensive players. He's questionable. And then in the other league, I have Harrison Butker out, but I do have another kicker. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. It just depends on how many points the Rams want to score this week. And my RB1 in this league, B, in this league BJ, Alvin mm. Kamara, questionable oh, ribs. Yeah. Mm. Just unbelievable luck right now. And let me double check in this last one, see if I got anything crucial. Uh, I don't know if he'll miss, but Michael Pittman Jr. questionable. I think so. he's all right. Everything I've seen is he should be okay. But yeah, yeah, it's um, a defensive league. It's the only league I've ever been in that does that with those individual defensive players. Yeah, this is the second like year in a row that I've had a defensive player as well as a defense and special team. So I think it's enjoyable. It, it gives you an, a little bit more each week especially if you get the right defensive player. He has a big game. So right. I'm hoping for fantasy good karma coming your way, as well as for me. I'm hoping for a 2-0 week. I know you're hoping for a 5-0 week, Drew. Went 2-3 and three in week one. But, but the two wins counted the most. 
That's right. That's right. It's Looking tough. for a bounce back in week two and hoping for good, healthy players as the week goes along. And I know all you guys that are playing fantasy football are out there hoping for the same thing, hoping for a bounce back, hoping for your first championship, you know, maybe your first playoff berth, and just to not have a miserable season and become last place and have to do whatever your league commissioner yeah. and your league people Oof. have decided that you have to do. The punishment. You know who else is hoping for a bounce back, Drew? Who that? That would be the Connecticut Sun, down mm. 2-0 in the WNBA Finals. Impeccable transition skills, my friend. Thank As you. we dive into the WNBA Finals on this WNBA side of things, as BJ's saying, down 2-0, Connecticut Sun. Man, Vegas is rolling right now, mm-hmm. BJ. I mean, Chelsea Gray still can't really be stopped, and uh, – Asia Wilson, the defensive player of the year and MVP this season, has been getting on uh, her teammate Kelsey Plum's her butt about getting it into gear because she has been shooting atrociously in this playoffs and had to get aggressive and really do something in uh, Connecticut's last or the last matchup against Connecticut. Uh, in these in these WNBA finals, and now they have a chance to sweep on the road, but on the road in Connecticut, tough. tough. Very tough. And I know this is probably. I think this is the only situation that they've been in. Like I can't remember. It's it has been it has been months since the Sun have lost back to back games. Yeah, I believe, and they they had only lost four since. Four games total, I believe, since the All-Star break before playoffs. And I don't think any of those were back-to-back. So it's been at least probably two months since the Sun have lost back-to-back games. Yeah. And, you know, they're in that spot right now. And they they know in that locker room, they've got to know in that locker room at this point, that if they lose tonight on a Thursday as we record, and game three is happening in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. If they lose tonight, that team is breaking up. Yeah. That team is breaking up. It will never be built like it is right now. Um, Bree Jones is going to get an offer somewhere else, get maxed out and be someone's starting center, as she should be. Mm-hmm. I really feel like, well, depending on uh, how committed they are to that youth movement, I mean, Indiana might just go ahead and give a call and just give her the bag and be like, hey, you're our starting center. Take us, take us, take us there. And uh, but no, they're definitely going to break up after this. You know, they, they've been, you know, around the block too many times. Uh, this year was their fourth, sem- fourth straight semifinals, their second finals appearance uh, in the last uh, four years since 2019. And if they come away empty handed once again, I just I don't know how the the bulk of that team will stay looking like it has been a lot lately. They, uh, they were. They were a new-looking squad after they parted from Chenea Gumake early on, I believe, you know, going into that 19 season. And, uh, you know, they've been this group since, and I think it's time to, to switch it up and, uh, you know, get a new crop in there. Um, but yeah. they've got a, the complications with that now is there are two relationships on that team now <laughs> that – are part of what would be shaken up possibly uh, if you want to move things around, which you probably do. I mean, Jazz Thomas and Natisha Heidemann uh, in their relationship, but I mean, you probably need some some better guard play than Heidemann, and you don't know if Jazz Thomas will even play next year, so you might as well go ahead and move on from that maybe, and maybe just, I mean, maybe you can draft somebody, maybe 
Uh, you can get somebody in free agency. Maybe you can uh, trade for somebody. But the the Sun will look different if they don't win this finals, and it's probably especially if they get swept. They might have some misgivings about it if they can force a game five and lose it and be like, you know what, man, we're still right there. But like, let's keep yeah. the bulk of this together. We can't afford Bree Jones. They're not going to be able to afford Bree Jones, so she's mm-hmm. gone. But the bulk of that will stay together if yeah. they were to force it to a game five, maybe. But yeah. if they win it, I think, you know, kind of all bets are off, kind of like a 2011 Mavs situation. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're finally here. We got to the mountaintop. We did what this team was supposed to do. Bree Jones, go make your money. JJ, we would like to build around you. Alyssa Thomas, we can't afford for you to go anywhere. Uh, DB's your girlfriend, and she still cooks a little bit. We keep her. We need some better guard play. Courtney Williams, you just got back. You can stay uh, and, you know, rebuild around it. You maybe keep Carrington, but maybe get a new bench unit. I don't know, but the team yeah. would, would look different for sure. It's time, It might be time to rebuild if they can't make an improbable comeback. I don't know, which I'd have to check the ESPN stats and info, which we don't get near as many cool ones for the W as we do uh, the NBA. But mm-hmm. I don't believe a team has ever come back and won the WNBA finals from a 2-0 deficit when it was a five-game series. No, I don't believe they have, Drew. And and so. here's the thing that's that's a sad thing. You know, Connecticut pretty much had the game they wanted in their hands in game one. They were able to keep this Vegas team. They, you know, weren't shooting the ball a whole lot. Well, really, I mean, other than Asia, who you expect to have a big game. She had 24. Uh, Chelsea Gray did contribute 21 as well. But they were able to kind of keep it to just those two players. You know, you limit Kelsey Plum to one and nine, especially one of seven from deep. And Jackie Young only had 11, contributing five of 12 and one of three from deep. Vegas shot 21% from three and just 40% from the field. And you hold them to 67 points. That's a tough thing to do. And so, you know, that's the game that they really, you know, they had their best shot to really seize momentum in this series and, and get a win that not a whole lot of people expected them to. And then Vegas just comes back out on Tuesday in game two and, and does what they do. They shot the ball extremely well. They didn't have to go and, and get the three-point shots like they were trying to make in, in game one and not making. They attacked the paint especially, Drew, in game two. They were 23% from downtown as a team in game two, but they shot almost 52% from the field. They went into the paint a lot. They were able to find whole like space to, to you know run their offense. And they, you know, you saw they proved why they were the best team in the league, uh, you know, this season with a 14 point victory that arguably probably wasn't even that close for a good majority of it. So it's it's tough for me to think that this Sun team is going to do the impossible because they had their shot. If they had taken game one, this would be a completely different series. I don't think they're going to sweep tonight. I don't even think it's going to go back to Vegas, though. I think it'll be Vegas and four if, if I had to make a guess. The reason, well, I don't want to say the reason, but, you know, all the bigs in this series for Connecticut have been playing well. I -hmm. mean, as far as like, you know, getting theirs each night um, and, you know, not really having a problem in this series, you know, they've been able to do that. And, you know, Vegas has, Vegas has a total of, I believe, let's see, one, two, Three, four, five, 20 plus point quarters in this series. You know how many Connecticut has? Two. One. Two. Two. One. The second quarter of each game mm. so far. 
Yeah. They, they, they somehow turn it on, but you know what their problem is. I mean, you've got so many, you know, high scoring quarters for, for the aces, you know, you don't have near that for Connecticut. They've got to start matching that in the scoring department and limiting, uh, you know, the aces. I mean, and the, the bigs are doing all they can do. I mean, they just need more help. Courtney Williams had had a fine game in the, in the last one, nine for 17 with 18 points and five assists. But, I mean, you still not get anything from Heidemann. Over, over three in, in game two, zero points. Three for eight in game one, 10 points. I mean, all right, you got a little something there. But the real problem is Dewana Bonner right now, man. She's not giving anything to the Sun. One for nine yeah. in both games so far for a total of five points. It's not going to cut it, Drew. It's, it's the not, veteran I mean... leader, the multi-time champion, the multi-time six-woman of the year is offering you nothing when you need her the most. If if DB is effective, if DB can turn it on, man, that's another thing that they have to worry about. And then the guards can maybe eat a little bit easier. But DB ain't two for 18 is just, ah, what is that? What What is – and – you know, it's not like she's some impeccable defender offering you something on that end of the floor either. If DB is out here chunking up bricks, I mean, she's getting buckets scored on her too, probably. I mean, with yeah. all due respect, twin, birthday twin, you got to start hooping. The sun needs you, yo. The sun yeah. needs you. And, and I mean, when you when you look down the bench uh, as well, I mean, aside from Bree Jones, they ain't getting no bench help. They ain't getting yeah. no bench help. Nope. No, and that's the thing. Like when you're shooting eight point nine percent from the field, that's that's not going to win you games. That's just, no. especially she got what thirty two minutes on Tuesday, and and how many minutes on in game one on Sunday? Let's see, that was uh, DB thirty. Thirty, yeah, thirty. So I mean, she's she's out there for you know, oh, over three quarters of these games, and and just you know, almost not trying to be mean, but just getting cardio. It feels like he's one you for know, eight from three. Yeah, they're going to need something from her in tonight in game three. And, you know, hopefully if they do get the win, you know, in game four to even really have a chance. I won't count them out, Drew, because they have done this before where they've gotten kind of in a little bit of a pickle. They got down to Chicago and went on the road and won in that game five in the semis when not a whole lot of people expected them to. They were down 2-1. They won at home in game four and then went on the road in game five. So if any team is, is shown that they can come back from a 2-0 deficit, it's the Sun team. But this Aces team is on a whole nother level. I think that they will win this series in four. I think that they will give, you know, Connecticut will have a really good game here in game three. But I, I think it's it's going to be too much. Vegas has just proven that they're the best team in the league. Uh, they've looked at all year longer, even back before the season started. I was on this this Vegas train and talking about how I thought Becky Hammond was the one missing piece they needed to get this team above, you know, uh, you know, up on the mountaintop and and above the hump. And they're one one way. What is what does Chelsea Gray need to do to capture this Finals MVP if the Aces win it tonight? She's well, pretty I mean, close right now with it. I mean, you can't deny Asia's numbers so far in the finals. I mean, game one, twenty four and eleven. Uh, six for 11 from the field uh, with four blocks in the game. Game two, 26 and 10, a block, 10 for 13 in the game. Chelsea Gray, though, I mean, we know she's been doing it all playoffs, so we know how it comes to this voting for this 
finals MVP yeah. is that it is just finals. Chelsea Gray, though, game one, nine for 17, 21 points, three assists, two rebounds. Game two, 21 points, eight assists, three rebounds, three steals, nine for 16. Playing, I mean, shoot, scoring efficiently as well, doing as well yeah. as a guard could. Yeah. And But Asia Wilson, I mean, she's barely combined. She is 16 for 24. Yeah. So here's the thing, Drew. I mean, it, it is the, you know, playoffs MVP and, and it should be Chelsea Gray. But in order for her to really, you know, make that case tonight, what's up? About 70% from the field for Asia Wilson. Yeah. That's what three quarters, 75, I think 16 to yeah. 24 or two thirds. Yeah. 66, seven. Sorry. Yeah. Did the math wrong. Anyway. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I think it should be Chelsea Gray. It'll probably be Asia unless Asia just has a down game in game three. If if they if they win this game and it's because of Chelsea Gray, you know if if Asia has an off night, then she'll she'll get it, she'll win, and she'll deserve it too. Um, I think she could win it if she has, you know, if she's doing the same thing consistently tonight and then potentially in a game four on Sunday that she's been doing in the first two games, and it does go to four, and Asia has a couple of off nights, then it'll be hers. I feel like they needed to go to four. I can't remember. I would have to look. Uh, let me let me check back real quick. Uh, I don't remember if the Sun got a game in the finals. Okay, they did. It it did. It went five. Okay, so they've won a finals game before. They've they've won two of them. Now both teams have officially won the same amount of finals games because the last time the Aces were in the finals, they got swept and didn't get one. But uh, you know now they're trying to kind of even up their their finals record at three and three if they if they happen to sweep through. But, yeah, I mean, going to be a daunting task no matter what. Connecticut's got some fight while they're back at home. Uh, it's all I think it just all depends on Dewana Bonner, man. If she can get going and make herself a threat out there, then the Sun have a chance. If she continues to toss up bricks and, and can't help you offensively, then they get swept tonight for sure. Yeah. And that is Absolutely. that on the WNBA Finals. BJ, so you – are you going to – your, what's your prediction? To, are, are they getting finished tonight, or do we, or did the sun live to see another day on Sunday? I'm predicting sun live to see another day on Sunday with game four. Not intentionally trying to make a pun there, but um, I think that the sun win game three and they give themselves some hope for game four. But I think it's going to be too much at the end. I've got Vegas on Sunday winning in four on Connecticut's home court. I think I'm right there with you. I think I'm right there with you. I think it would be the most colossal mistake the Aces could ever make to allow this to get to a game five, possibly. If it yes. did, yeah. If I you give think... them all the momentum going back, I mean, they're they're going to win. I think if you let them win both games at home, it, it's tough to overcome. You know that much momentum going from one side to the other in in just a couple of days. And I think that as much as I want to go with you, BJ, and say this extends to Sunday. So you far, think in this, Vegas wraps it up tonight. So far in this playoffs, as Connecticut has gone along, you know when they were about to get, you know, beaten by a decent margin in the game, they they come back and like figure it out at the end to kind of reduce the gap. They did it against the Wings. They did it in at least one game against the Sky, and and kind of brought things back down. They did not do that in this this last game against Vegas. Really, I mean, it's fourteen points, but yeah. Not but really they, in the fashion that they had been. Had yeah. they got it down to like maybe 10 or like inside 10 somehow, then yeah. I feel like Connecticut would definitely force four, maybe even five. But 
I just feel like aces rolling right now. If they can just keep cooking the way they are, I mean, Asia and Chelsea just can't be stopped. I think it's probably over in three. I want it to extend in four because my wallet would love for it to go to four and then five and then Sun win in five. But the aces are about to sweep probably. So yeah, that's the I end can. Of that. Yeah, I can definitely see that, Drew. Now it's time for some with it or quit it yeah. from Mr. BJ, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give we're giving BJ a pass this time, guys. He he was not fully encapsulated in the fact that we scrapped last week's episode because of audio and realized it was him again. <laughs> so well, I don't know I what think, we've got th- here. I think we we got some of what we may have had. A week ago, uh, maybe you can get some help from Cam. Maybe Cam can help you out with some some with it or quit questions. But let me see. Make sure we got here. I was going to say I'll jump in for with it or quit it. I've got I got three right now. So if Cam, you want to take the other two, we can both answer. I'll try to find a couple off the top of my head. So the first one that we're going to start with drew number one. Okay. So I may have talked about it last week. Obviously, nobody heard it, but. you know, the MLB race, there is a couple of players that are reaching, closing in on some historic milestones. Albert Pujols of the St. Louis Cardinals, three home runs now, shy of 700 in his career. And Aaron Jones, Aaron Judge, I should say, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees is three home runs away from 60 in the regular season, five away from what would be a new American League record. So the question, Drew, both of these players are going to reach those milestones. They've got about 20 games left to do it. Are you with it, or are you going to quit it? I didn't know Aaron Jones was... Aaron Judge. I thought thought Aaron Jones was Green Bay Packer. Yes, he is. Um, (laughs) Slip of the tongue. How many away did you say Judge was? So Judge is three away from 60, five away from an American League record of 62, Pujols is three home runs shy. They both have about 20 games or so. So Judge maybe. gets both of his. So ju- Judge gets to 62. Pujols gets and, to 700. Okay, so Judge gets to – so he does have to hit both. So he has to get 60, like you were saying, and the record. So the, the question – I mean, if he's going to get to the record, he's going to hit 60 first. But the okay, question so is – we are going with the record. Okay. Yeah, 62 and 700. Um, 20 games. About 20 games. With it. Let's go All with right. it. All right. All right. Love to, love to hear it. Love to hear it. I don't, I'm nervous about Judge, but I think Pujols can get three in 20 games. Judge just had a two-homer game either. it was I think it was Tuesday night. So he's, he, he got even closer than he did. Uh, than he was just a uh, couple of games ago. Cam yeah. just quit it. I don't blame you, Cam. I, I was nervous on that one. Yeah. Well, that's all right, because we're asking Drew and not Cam. All right, Drew, number two. So this one's going to be interesting. This is kind of a test of what you prefer, all right? Mm. So if somebody's going to gossip about you, the mm. question is you would have the lie. If they spread a terrible lie about you, you'd rather them spread something terrible that's a lie rather than something that's terrible and the truth. So with it or quit it that a terrible lie is better to spread than a terrible truth. For, yeah, for sure. Cause if I find out and I'm like, and I'm just like, yeah, that's total. That's 
Because I, I can easily, like, I can laugh off a lie or like refute that real easily. But if it's truth, I'm like, oh, I gotta figure out. But you out can, how to lie you can deny point. both. I mean, you can, the... you can. But like, I can definitely get out of, you know, if I'm in a sticky situation that I know is not true, mm-hmm. then I can definitely get out of that adamantly, and I will make sure of it. So yes, with it. Okay, number three. So, Drew, Dallas Cowboys, you said you got some quarterback issues. Dak Prescott out for who knows with a broken thumb. Dallas Cowboys should bring in Jimmy Garoppolo as their new starting quarterback. With it or quit it? Nah, I'm going to quit it. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like he'd give Dak – I mean, he – it would it it would be such a such a situation here because he'd give Dak serious competition for QB one coming back. I mean this his brother's played in a dang Super Bowl, all right. So mm-hmm. he led his team there. So um, he definitely. I mean he's. I mean <laughs> there's no reason not to sweep Dak aside if you bring in a Jimmy G at any point. You know Dak's got you know injuries that Jimmy G has not seen really. Uh, or not lingering ones, you know, like injuries keep popping up now with Dak um, ever since the initial. But, uh, you know, a quarterback that's played in the Super Bowl and that has beat your team, um, I mean, that's real enticing to me. If he comes in, he can get easy. I mean, that could easily start enticing, especially if he comes in and plays well. If you bring in Jim, if you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo after Cowboys lose week two, start 0-2, and, and Jimmy G Ooh. comes in and – is over 500 to, you know, play until Dak comes back. Let's just say that there's there's going to be seven more games. Jimmy G plays unbelievable football. Dallas Cowboys somehow clicking and escaping, all playing on all cylinders, running games looking beautiful. Defense looks nice. Five and two. Jimmy G gets you a five and two in his seven games, and you are five and four when it's time for Dak to come back. Is that Jimmy G's stinking job? Or is Dak actually get it back? It would definitely probably be Jimmy's well, job for a minute, well, maybe. But know. and that that also you asked the question, you know, a lot of people ball. talked about it with with Garopp, training for Garoppolo. But who runs Kellen Moore's offense better? You know, I, I think it would be Dak because you know Dak has has been in it for I'm not all so these sure years. It should be Kellen Moore's offense. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, you know, you would definitely have to change the offense if you got a Jimmy Garoppolo in there because he's not going to be able to, you know, run the same kind of things that Dak Prescott is. You know, that option play that they ran with uh, Cavante Turpin and then Tony Pollard and Dak faked the pitch and turned up field, that's the first time he's run since the ankle injury, I'm pretty sure, without having to scramble. I feel like Garoppolo's athletic enough to, if he has to run it, he he can. um, Mm -hmm. As far as the system, I really don't. I don't see an, an issue there because Dak hasn't put the ball on the ground a lot in a, in a while. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like you know he's. We have our quarterback that's got to pick up about six yards for us every now and then. We just we'll probably. I mean, we. Man, this sounds like I'm. I'm trying to throw away Dak now, but I mean now it sounds <laughs> more enticing the way man more I talk about it. If you bring in Jimmy G and he does well for you, I mean like, I mean he's he's gonna fit. He's gonna fit and. You know, Buddy is – he's going to be able to get rid of the ball quicker than Dak does too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and if 
if if he can come in and do that and he's winning for you and then Dak comes back, like, are you in your normal situation in previous years where you keep that quarterback in and then when he bleeps up, you bring in your usual guy? Or do you just kick Jimmy G off the saddle and put Dak back in it? If, depending uh, issue, on, I guess, how that goes. Issue's not going to be the quarterback, Drew. It's going to be who does Jimmy G or Dak throw to, and do they have time to even throw behind the offensive line that's held together by duct tape and uh, zip ties right now? It's it's so bad. It was really bad to watch that that's, that's on fair. Sunday night. Yeah. So, all right, Cam. Cam's time to bring in these last two with it or quit it. And I guess we'll both answer these. Yeah. So, um, what? No, these are mine. Get out of here. Okay. All right. I'll remove myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I've been going through and watching, um, some more game of Thrones. Um, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Get your friend BJ on. Nah, get out of here. You don't want to watch the show. We don't want to talk to you right now. Yeah. So since I'm asking you, there you go. Season, I, I just finished up season four. Mm, you're in a great spot. Yeah. Red Wedding is the craziest plot oh twist in the history of TV. With it or quit it. Plot twist? I don't know about plot twist. Yeah. But well, surprise. Unforeseen incident. For sure. For sure. Uh, absolutely. I actually made a Facebook post about this the other day on my personal, uh, like oh, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's the most like <gasps> moment that I've seen watching a TV show, you know, ever like it, it, it's, I, it's more, I think since I had, you know, I was a game of thronesy already and knew what reigns of Castamere meant. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just, I was bugging initially just didn't know how it was going to all go down. Um, like maybe they were going to be, you know, just captured, tortured, um, you know, like, Hey, you've married my daughter, but you're my prisoner for the rest of your life now. Thanks. Uh, or something like that. But Reigns of Castamere came on. I was like, huh? And then a whole bunch of little different scenes happened. I was like, huh? Huh? And then everything, ah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. But yes, it's definitely, I'm going to say with it. Yeah. I, I haven't quite gotten that far yet. Um, but I, I, I was familiar with the red wedding coming in cause I watching it so many years after the fact. Oh wait, you haven't seen the red wedding. I no, I had just seen it. Like I'm so saying I hadn't, saying seen, you hadn't seen, seen it seen? beforehand. Oh, since I hadn't seen the show, I had heard about it for years. Got you. It still hundred percent caught me off guard. I was like, what? <laughs> It's yeah, it, it it's one of the craziest, wildest scenes I've ever seen. But the best um, redemption you can ever find in a story, and I'm not gonna completely, I'm not gonna spoil this for you. But the best redemption you can find in a show, the start of season seven in that in Game of Thrones. I'll watch Just that. Prepare then. yourself in a couple seasons. Alrighty. All right. Um, one more. Number five. Trying to think of the last one. Um. So, a lot of people looked at Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys, as a favorite coming into this year within the division. With all these injuries, absolutely not. We're not winning the division. Yeah. 
Okay. Quit it. I, I was going to say. Quit it. Alice still <laughs> winning the division. So quit hell, it on that. All right. Hell, heck to the naw. Even before the injuries, it's, they it's weren't going to win the division. It's Phillies, and we haven't won back-to-back in this division in years. It's almost it's been, been like 20 15. years. Yeah. yeah Streaks like are made years, to be exactly. broken. It's not. Uh, I'm just happen. saying. It, this one, it, this it wasn't going to happen. Is, this one is not going to happen. Injuries happened either. Who's thinking good? Yeah. But hey, that, ladies and gentlemen, is with it or quit it, man. I Woo. appreciate you, Cam, for for helping BJ out there. BJ, again, we got to get BJ back on top of his game. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm back with the with it or quit it <laughs> next episode though. But ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of this one. Make sure you're following us on social media if you're viewing this live right now. Check out the socials right above BJ's head: TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Instagram, all at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on all of those platforms. And BJ, I understand that we got a mailbag that we could dip into right now. Yeah, we do, Drew. I've got one quick note. Uh, This is just kind of a little sample of what you can expect when we do get some more feedback in our mailbag. If you'll bear with me, I will pull up our mailbag monthly actually going from the month of august drew we got a question from our good friend fabian and he asks drew will smu three-peat as iron skillet winners or will the iron skillet be returning to fort worth and also how hostile will ford stadium in dallas be when sunny dykes returns to the hilltop i think he's trying to maybe troll me as a TCU fan and talking about the TCU SMU rivalry, which is coming up here, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Uh, no, SMU is not going to three-peat, and uh, it will be a hostile environment. I, I can't expect them to have any pleasantries for Sonny Dykes returning to the Hilltop because of the way that he left. Uh, Drew, what say you? It will definitely be a hostile environment. College, college, college stadiums have no mercy. All right, so yeah, that's just what it is. You remember and, what happened when Chris Beard returned to Lubbock back in in the college basketball season? And and I'm gonna go with an SMU three peat. Sorry, BJ, I had to go uh, on the well, other end of the spectrum for okay. you. <laughs> Cam, but, Cam's uh, with me. <laughs> hey, you had to have somebody on your side this time. I, I was not. <laughs> I do. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's what it is. So if you want to be a part of the mailbag, send your questions into our email address. That is lowdown the that's lowdown t-h-a at gmail.com and when we get a few more people that want to participate drew we're gonna have a full it's gonna replace one of our uh well it's gonna replace both of our uh, segments for an episode but we'll, we'll be doing this each each uh each month yes indeed and guys a quick hint on what you could be asking us our college just went division one this year and are playing some division one footballs you see it on bj's hat there so i mean you could ask about the southland conference and a&m commerce and what they got going on how do you expect the women's basketball team to fare in division oh, yeah. one in the southland after they did so well in the lone star yeah. uh men's basketball will they be competitive in division one who knows you can ask us all those questions about our school because now you'll see them in all those division one competitions that you guys watch because you don't really watch d2 or d3 which i get it understandably so yeah. it happens it happens but hey now you're on fanatics that's what i was about to say maybe i don't know if it's on there yet we can check can look but i don't think it is 
at some point they they will probably join the fold on fanatics but in the meantime you can still get on fanatics and get any of that nba or wnba gear or you know we were talking about fantasy football earlier football jerseys collectibles and all that all there on fanatics with you make sure you're shopping with us we got a code or not a code a link in our district description if i can talk and bj <laughs> gave you a code that is on the website uh earlier so once you hit that link it'll be one of the first things you see when you go to fanatics and then you can just go find whatever you want what you're looking for indeed but make promo sure code you, lattes lattes and make sure you go uh use that unique link so that you can shop with the lowdown we appreciate all your support it definitely helps our show for sure so we appreciate you guys once again. Uh, I'll be back with the With It or Quit It next week, and we'll be back again with another show and another With It or Quit It this time again next week. want to give shouts to new producer Cam. Cam, the producer, appreciate you, my man, coming in, joining with us and being active in the chat with us as well. And shouts out to everybody listening. We love you. We'll be back again next week, peoples. Peace. Bye.